Hey there, friend. If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the quick start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your quick start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, That will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the quick start to inventory genius. I promise you this will be some of the best money you have spent all year. Now let's get back to the show. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra. And today I have a really great friend with me. I actually just got to see her for three, four days. Um, We spent some time together in Nashville and we already had this on the schedule. So it's really fun to have seen you and chatted with you and you helped me with my business. And now you're coming on to talk to everyone. So hello, Laura. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. For those of you who are listening and you haven't heard Sierra and I speak together before, Sierra is, I mean, you are so lucky to be listening to her on a regular basis. If you tune in and subscribe, because Sierra to me is not just somebody who knows a lot about inventory and profit first and all of those business things that I think obviously are super important and what you're here for, but she has so much wisdom and so much shared experience that I think sometimes she touches on, right? I think sometimes you talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it more today that like you, you don't get (laughs) that often in the industry that we're in. Like very few people come to the table with the wisdom that Sierra has. And so maybe we'll touch on that a little bit today. We'll kind of, we'll get, we'll get on the soft stuff too. Yeah. In addition to the finances. Um, But like, even just when I've gone through such hardships in my business, like the things that Sierra has shared with me and the advice that she has provided have really gotten me through, like saved me. So I'm just really happy to be here and I'm happy to be sharing with everybody who's in the audience and um, just excited to, to dig in. I know that's so, well, thank you for saying such kind words. I feel like it's all about giving. I know relationships are very important to you. You have a book that you published recently about relationship and winning in relationships and business. So I know that's important to you. And so I'm just glad that I was able to help you because I feel like you give me so much more, but I think we all, we all feel like that. If we have a good mutual friendship and relationship, we always feel like that person is giving and that's how it should be. So Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. So we started, um, this is going to just be very conversational today. I want to share with everyone here, um, why relationships amongst peers is very important when you're growing your business. So we're going to talk about masterminds and group coaching, but around that, I just want to have a conversation with you today, Laura, um, about why that matters to you. You've been in a lot of different group coaching and mastermind programs. You've led a lot of them. You have one right now that's really successful. 
So let's start by backing up a bit to how we met. Yeah. So we got connected because of another phenomenal woman in the franchise industry who knew we needed to connect because we had some hard, hard things going on in our stories. Yeah. Um, and she was on a lot of group panels and mastermind type groups and was a great connector. So that's how we first met. We kept that relationship going. Um, just talk to me about your business journey. Give us a little bit of background into what you do and where you are now and how masterminds, group coaching relationships have played a role in where you are today. Yeah. The loaded so, question. Yeah, <laughs> such a good question. So I'll give my, you know, 30, 20 years and 30 seconds as much as I can. So I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. I started out in the wedding uh, photography space. So I spent the first 10 years of my career um, becoming one of the top photographers in the Northeast, uh, wedding photographers. And then about 10 years in, I thought about having a family and not necessarily wanting to photograph weddings as much on the weekends. And started a portrait studio, then opened another, and then franchised it and grew it to about 12 locations, which is around where Sierra was when she also learned that franchising was probably not the right path forward. And I had the same realization around the same time, about six months after Sierra made that decision for herself. And um, and started getting into consulting because I had a lot of those connections from the resource that um that Sierra just spoke about. Shannon, shout out Shannon if you're listening. Yeah. And uh, from just between friends, she's she's amazing and she's a connector. And I had all these wonderful connections who were asking me, hey, Laura, like I've always admired about how you approach business, particularly in the marketing and branding side of things. Can you look at my company and help me out? And I started consulting and getting into some pretty good circles and connections. And to fast forward to today. I have a consulting certification program specifically for growth consultants and online marketing sales consultants, um, a mastermind for graduates of that program. So a 12 month mastermind. And I also have a scaled consultancy. So I have people in my consulting company that also deliver on the consulting offer alongside of having my own one-on-one -on -one clients. So really two streams of revenue, two different types of revenue streams. Um, one is training consultants. One is delivering on consulting services. Yeah. So interesting. And you are one of those entrepreneurs. I'm like, I can't keep up with you. You're, <laughs> you're so smart and you're so well-educated. You're always looking for another thing to learn, another way to be certified, another way to bring value to your clients. And I'm just like, what's Laura doing today? You guys need to listen to her podcast. If you haven't already, we'll drop that in the show notes. But how do you feel like relationships drive you to excellence? Yeah. You know, like- they're so important to you and learning is so important to you. So talk to us about that. Yeah. And I'm sure it's similar for you, but I mean, I grew up in business before there was social media. So I had probably close to a seven figure business with just me and an associate photographer without ads, without social media posts, you know, Zuckerberg was probably still at Harvard, you know, filling out his Harvard application. And I was running that business. And I think before there was social media, there was only one way to grow your business. And that was relationships. Yes, we did SEO. Yes, we did. We didn't do any pay-per-click, but like people did at the time, but it wasn't a thing. Like nobody was like, oh, I'm going to run an ad because I want to be a coach. Like yeah. you had to really develop relationships. And the way that I grew those businesses was in partnerships. 
partnerships with bigger brands like Four Seasons or Ritz Carlton, or, you know, extremely well-known celebrity planners who would refer us work. Smaller companies like local toy stores, local dentist office, pediatric dental offices who would refer us portrait business. I mean, we just, we thrived on partnerships. So when, and then when I was in consulting, I mean, all of those clients came from connections, partnerships, doing great work, people hearing about it, referring me. Um, and that, that was the way of the world for me for 15, 17 years. And so then all of a sudden you get into the online space and everybody's like, let's run some ads. Let's build a funnel. And trust me, I mean, I eat funnels for breakfast. So like, this is not, I'm not anti-funnel. I'm not anti-ads. A lot of my clients have six figure a month ad budgets, like totally fine. And I'm always thinking, how do we make sure that it's relationship first? Like whatever we're doing, whether it's an ad, it's a funnel, it's relationship first. Because you take out the relationship and what is it? It's a transaction. And then when we get into a transactional business, our customer stick rate isn't as good. Um, They spend less with us. They are less likely to listen to our advice. We get more people who are looking for the magic bullet and move on when they don't get it because it's there's nothing substantial that's rooting that connection. It's just a transaction. And I've never been in a transactional business for 20 years. I've never been in a, um, you know, I want a widget. What's the least expensive widget I can find business? And I'm not really interested in that kind of business. So for me, relationships have always just driven everything. Yeah. And so then when you've decided to pivot your business or expand your business or learn something new, you're excited about something new. How have you used the relationship model with a group coaching program or being in a mastermind in a way that's really helped grow your, your appetite for learning, grow your skill set because you love to place yourself in a room of amazing people. (laughs) You do that a lot. Like how have you used other people, you know, enrolling yourself in someone else's program to further whatever you've got going on? Yeah. I think a lot of people don't think about this in the way that I do. So I'm glad that you asked when I'm in a program, when I'm in a room, I want to be the best student. And I not only want to be the best student because I want to have the best learning experience. And I always know I'll get what I came here for, Mm, whether it's, you know, whether it's maybe I didn't love the program or I didn't think the person who was teaching it was stayed in integrity from the sales process, which I think is unfortunately more common than not in the, in the coaching space or, you know, but I got what I came for. Now I know what it looks like on the inside of a program that I never want to be delivering. Um, Or maybe I made a connection with other people in the mastermind or other colleagues, but if you're the one showing up late, frazzled, disastrous, I don't know that that many people are going to be looking at you being like, huh, I think I have the perfect client for Laura. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) saying don't be authentic, right? Because you've seen me be authentic even the last week where I'm like, "Ah, we've got a lot to figure out here. Um, And and one person in particular was like, I'd like to be your solution. And I was like, actually, that would work out great. But it's more that even if we're having a struggle that we're moving through, Making the decision to show up at your best for the people around you in an authentic way, I think it's probably tricky, right? It's hard. Um, But what I like to do is make sure that the relationship and the connection and the values and the mission are always on the forefront, right? I'm never compromising. And it was really interesting, actually, Sarah, here's a great example. 
we were in our mastermind together and we had sold out my most recent launch. And that's one of the things I do to stay in integrity is we limit the numbers because I know mm -hmm. I don't have that many trained coaches who can deliver on our program that have experience, really strong experience and delivering on my framework. So right now I keep the groups relatively small. My team was trying to figure out whether or not they would let a few more people in who are willing to pay. And we're talking five figures, right? Yeah. Of, of money. And I was immediately like, we can't. Like I'm a make and keep commitments girl. It's one of our values. And if we told the general public, this is the number, this is the number. Like we yeah. don't change the number just because somebody shows up with a credit card. Yeah. And I think those are the things that we need to make sure that we are leading with our values because we're in community with other people. They're very impressed by that, mm -hmm. right? When we're very values driven, even if we're having a struggle, like how do I tell my team that like, no, we're not going to do that. And it kind of worked out, but I- at the staff, most recent staff meeting, I was like, guys, just so that you know, I wouldn't have let them in. Yeah. Um, and and people are watching you. Like they're watching you even when you think they aren't. And making sure that you're super values driven is one of the best ways for people to be like, I want to be around that person. Like I want to yeah. be in her inner circle. I want to hang out with her more. Because again, it's it's a lot of people say it, but are yeah. they doing it? Yeah. That is the path less traveled. Yeah. Something you touched on too is really good. I heard Stacey Bayman recently talk about this in one of her episodes, um, getting an ROI on everything. And I did a podcast episode about something similar, thinking about getting an ROI for ourselves. So when we're a participant in a mastermind or a group coaching program, or just a one-on-one -on -one coaching relationship. So we are the client yep. going in with the expectation that we will get an ROI on that. It's kind of what you said, like you show up to learn yeah. what you showed up to learn. Like you don't do it halfway. So what are some tips for us? How could we be good mastermind participants, coaching clients ourselves? Yeah, I would say be, just be willing to be coached, be willing to learn, be willing to give. I do a lot of giving. And even in our most recent group, I was sitting with somebody and I was really giving to her. And in my mind, I was kind of like, oh, like this is a lot of giving. Like this is the kind of giving I'd give to a paid client. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? It's okay. Like, I'm just going to grow my reputation of being somebody who's knowledgeable. And immediately mm -hmm. at the end, she's like, all right, like, I actually think I really need your help. I need to hire you. And oh, I think- Oh, that's so interesting. And I think a lot of people hold back. Yeah. They think that- somebody's just looking for a freebie. And listen, sometimes they are, you got to vet that out, but sometimes helping and being generous is the way, right? right. Most mm -hmm. of the time it is. And listen, I'm not saying jump on a connection call with everybody who DMs you. But what I am saying is that if somebody email messages you and they're like, let's say that you're more established and you've gotten a brand up and running and somebody messages you and they're like, Hey, you know, I would love to pick your brain or can, can I get your help? Like, I'm really struggling. You don't just send them a payment link. Like I've heard people yeah. doing that. And I'm like, come on, yeah. we've all been there. We've all been desperate for answers, desperate for help. And how yeah. quickly do we forget that? You don't have to jump on a call with them, but like, if you have a piece of content from your podcast or your YouTube, send it to them, say, I think this will really help you. Or if you know somebody else who's be a great fit for them, send them their way. Yeah. Or you could say, I don't have anything on file that answers that question. Or can I ask you your question? And they'll say, I don't have anything on file that answers that question, but actually you just 
just inspired me to make, record a, a new podcast episode. I'll let you know when it's live. So, I mean, just being like having a generous spirit with boundaries, I think a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, that's so good. It reminds me of a current client in my mastermind. She's a go-getter firecracker, and she's putting together this amazing program for her brick and mortar store. And everyone else in the group wants to know what she's doing. And so she had this conversation with me because she is a giver and she's like, I want to tell people, I don't want them to steal my idea, but I want to. And so we had this conversation, just be generous with boundaries. Yeah. So you can upfront say like, Hey, I'd love to go over that, but I do want to let you know, I put a lot of time and effort in. So I, you know, I'm not going to share my graphics, but I'm happy to tell you like what I put together or whatever those boundaries look like but show up for the giving. Cause you never know what you're going to learn in that giving as well. Yeah. 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 Um, so good. I love that. I love that. And I think those, those are the, and I think you decide too, you're like, this is somebody I really want to impress. So I'm going to make them, you know, I'm going to give them value in advance. Yeah. So you might meet somebody and you're like, I'd really like to work with this person. So you give a little extra from them that yeah. has never backfired for me. You know, it's interesting. I have a mastermind too of consultants. And recently one of them said, you know, they want it, they want me to come on the inside of their program. They want to give me access to their membership, you know, so that, you know, they can see whether or not it would be a fit for us to work together. I just think they're trying to look for free advice. And I was like, I think they're unclear on the value. Mm-hmm. Right. Like very rarely is a business owner being like, let me see what I can suck out of right. this person <laughs> without paying them. I mean, that's a lot of effort, right? Yeah. What I think happened is they probably were like, I like her. She seems to know what she's talking about, but I actually don't know what it is that we would do together if we were working yeah. together. So maybe if I give her more information, I would get clearer on that. Yeah. Right. And okay. that just means that something broke down in the sales process. Yeah. So just learning to be discerning. Yeah. With a generous spirit. I really, yeah, you can't go wrong. I agree. So you've been in a lot of masterminds, like well-known masterminds, smaller groups, you've led them. Give us two examples. I want an example of a really amazing mastermind where you're like, this is what made this very beneficial. I got a lot out of it. Everyone did. And an example of one that was done very poorly that we can avoid. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'll say I was in Julie Stoyan's Digital Insiders Mastermind for two years. And one of the things I really appreciated about it is Julie gives us access to her. So that really helped me. And I know probably a lot of people don't want to hear that. Like they're like, but I want to have access to my coaches or I don't want to. But like the one, like the fact that I could get same day support from Julie was one of the best things. And if anybody who's listening knows Julie, um, there, she definitely can be polarizing online. She definitely has her opinions that some people do or don't agree with. But let me tell you, if you're having a tough day, you want that girl on your side. Mm, <laughs> so good. She will advocate for you. Like if you didn't have that in your life growing up for whatever reason, whether it was siblings or mom or whatever, like Julie will have your back, like no one else. And I missed that. Um, yeah. decided not to continue after a few years because I really felt like I got a lot out of it and it was time to keep going. But I love that about her and her people are the same way. Like all of her coaches, mm. she's tech coaches, mindset. So coach. her culture is really it's that really way. like I'm gonna show up for you. Yeah. 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 And that was awesome. I loved that about her. Uh, she has an amazing mindset coach in there, an amazing tech coach. She has um a great financial coach in there who I think does profit first too. Um, I didn't use her as much because I have my own financial people, but like 
her people are really generous so and good. caring. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, that's a cultural thing. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. The ones where I ha- I've been in and they haven't been good. is just, you know, I'm going to take a warm body and I'm going to throw them in this coaching program. And, you know, the 22 year old with no business experience is telling me with 20 years business. Yes. I was in one like that one. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think when you have a program, slow growth is sustainable growth Mm. because with both of those programs, I've actually seen them crash and burn. I was Mm -hmm. in two of those. And when we rush the growth, because maybe we hit, we like, you know, hit it big with a funnel or something like we have a sales process that's just killing it. And so you hit the gas pedal, right? But it kills your relationships because your team a lot of times can't keep up with that growth. So your delivery suffers. So then you're spending more on marketing and then all of a sudden you're not profitable anymore. And then all of the people who should have never been delivering on the program in the first place start leaving. And then, you know, and then they have, you know, bad reviews of the company. And like, I remember I was in two programs like that, uh, one more extreme than the other, but I remember like sitting with the person and, and they kept trying to find a coach who could help me in mm-hmm. this program. I kept having to, like, they kept pulling coaches from different places because I just was more not, I ended up helping the coach, you know, when I yeah. was at the fall. Um, yeah. and I just think like, you have to really be thinking about who is it that you're serving and how can you make sure that you have enough people in your organization who is really familiar with your framework and how it works and knows it inside and out and has had proper training with applying, yeah. implementing what it is that you're teaching enough to speak to it from all the nuances that can happen when you implement a framework so that the 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 support is helpful, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times people want that to happen in 12 months or they want the seven-figure business so they can stand on stage to get the whatever reward and uh, whatever yeah. those, I don't know, those <laughs> awards are very confusing, by the way. By the way, those, those comma awards are lifetime, not annual, which I found out recently. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Well, then you and I qualify for all of them. I we feel like if we added up them. all of our revenue over the last yes. 20 years, we Yes, have, you could yeah. do $100,000 a year for seven years. Yeah, and get interesting. The, or 10 years and get the award. Yep. Um, so anyways, that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then say, and then position yourself as somebody who can teach more than that, right? So yeah. I think like, we just have to make sure we don't get caught up in the hype. Like where I am so careful in our programs that, it's a framework we've used. We have a ton of application with the people who are coaching in the program work for me in applying the framework in real life situations. And I think that is so important to stay in integrity. Yeah, that's so good. So if you're looking at joining a mastermind or a group program, really do a little bit of research on who's leading it yeah, and what their track record is. Yes. And are they growing slow and steady? Do you, because you mentioned you know, direct access to the leader was really important to you as a participant. So will you have access or is that person just selling the program and poof, they disappear? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to learn from somebody who was ahead of me. And a lot of times that is the owner of the business. So like Julie has, I don't know what her business is now, three, four, $5 million business in the online space. So it's like, I want to hear from Julie. That's who I want to hear from. Yeah. That's so, so good. Um, Okay. We're about to wrap up. 
any words of wisdom from all for all of these inventory-based business owners, really different sizes. We have yeah. 250,000 up to 5 million in revenue. Some are just starting out. Some have been doing this for a decade. Any words of wisdom just as a fellow business owner, something that a mentor told you once or something that you really try to live by in your business life that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, I think I'm going to share, is it okay if I share two, one specific for product and then just in general? Yeah. So I'd say specific to product. When I'm working with companies that have product, the biggest mistake that they make is they think that it is a transaction exchange, physical product for money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it never is. It never is. Because particularly when you're looking at products for anybody who's like, oh my God, there's Amazon, there's this, there's that, there's the, you know, there's always, especially with product going to be some kind of container coming on over from overseas that can do it cheaper, right? You are selling an outcome, whether it is a planner, whether it's a piece of clothing, whether it's a tennis racket, you're selling an outcome. And you have to make sure that you keep true to that in all of your marketing. That's the biggest mistake that I see product-based businesses make is that they think that they're selling the thing and you're not selling the thing. You're selling the outcome that the thing gives you. And um, you'll see that with the best product-based brands, right? You see that with Patagonia. Like, what are they selling? They're selling outerwear? No, they're selling a connection to the environment, right? A dedication to the environment. They're selling sustainability, you know, clothing sustainability. They're selling environmental sustainability. You look at, um, you know, they have a manifesto. Like these are the best brands when it comes to product that we want to emulate as product-based businesses. So that's the Mm -hmm. biggest mistake I see product-based businesses make. Um, And then in terms of overall advice is, um, my gosh, it is, and this is something I've learned and it's really, really, really hard especially if you're in the, maybe the first five or 10 years of growing a business is like, you can survive anything. You think you can't, right? You think that maybe you spent five grand on a Facebook ad funnel and you lost your money, or you think that like your star employee quit, or you think, and it's just like a lot of people won't take the feedback. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just won't. And the people that have been around for a long time are the ones that are like, all right, you know, I either, you know, win or learn (laughs) one or the other. And this is just a time I'm going to learn. And I'll tell you 20 years in, I I wish I wasn't still learning. I wish I wasn't still, you know, having similar team issues that I had 10 years ago or that, um, you know, I wasn't making marketing mistakes as a marketing expert, but I totally am. You know, um, I mean, I'll just share one quick mistake that you saw me make. I just did a launch thinking that I could get away with not doing any sales calls. And I learned halfway through the launch that my weekend was going to be not going to fly, not going to fly. I'm a marketing expert. And I was like, I got on the phone, we sold out the program, but like, you know, I'm still kind of like, all right. And we're doing sales calls. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, and, and at least I knew what to do, you know, that's part of me being a marketing expert, you know, starting to you know, drive all traffic to a call. Yeah. But, um, but we learn, right. And it doesn't mean we're a failure. It doesn't, it doesn't, we can't let those things mean something. The mm-hmm. minute we make it mean something is the minute we fail. Yeah. It's not the failure, right? It's the, it's the minute that we start saying, well, that means I shouldn't be a business owner. And that means that nobody wants to hire me or that, you know, whatever we gotta, we gotta let that go. Yeah. I know on Sunday, um, after we came home from our retreat together, 
I was on my bike and I was listening to the sermon online and the pastor said, take the next right step in humility. And it's one of those Mm -hmm. things that you hear in life. We have these snippets. I wrote it. Like, I'll never forget that. Like I will remember, I'm going to repeat it to so many people like for the rest of my life because it hit me as like, whoa, Sierra shape up. Like I needed that. And yeah, just that next right step, but in humility, meaning I don't know it all. And I shouldn't know it all because life is a journey, but I need to listen. I need to be humble and willing to learn and willing to grow and make mistakes and figure it out. And so, yeah, that was a good little bit of a gut punch, but I needed it. It was good. It was yeah, so that's good. That's the stuff that we, that we have to embrace. Yeah. Gut punch moments. It's just, it doesn't get easier. You just get better. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to our original topic of masterminds and being in a group of really good peers led by someone who knows what they're doing, that is what you get when you surround yourself with really great people. I like to tell my gals in my mastermind, we're forward thinking, positive thinking, forward moving, problem solving women. Because when you surround yourself with people who are moving forward, they have a positive mindset and they're constantly solving problems. It's a win. And you don't want to isolate yourself in business. Mm -hmm. That's the worst thing that you could possibly do. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that I found you and that we're friends and we've stayed connected. Um, And thanks for taking time out of your day and joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you haven't headed over lately to my website, I've been doing some really fun revamping. So I'd love for you to head on over, take a peek and shoot me an email. Give me some feedback. What do you like? What don't you like? Is it easy to maneuver around? Is it easy to find what you need? Check out what I've got going on. I would love to help you find more profit in your business. So head on over to sierrastockland.com. I will put Laura's podcast in the show notes and any other links where you can find her. If you are looking for help with marketing, if she can't help you, I'm sure she can direct you. Um, So we will connect you to Laura there. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Until next time, have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me, I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey boutique owner, are you ready to go from drowning in busy work to dreaming about the future? Simple Strategies Group creates automated marketing systems that work 24-7 so you do not have to. And you know how important I tell you it is to have automated, simplified systems. And that's why you need to get a hold of Liz. Liz Whitehead is a certified Clavio Master Silver Partner as well as a certified Postscript Partner. She knows her stuff. She works with e-commerce product-based businesses to implement email and text marketing strategies that build trust and nurture your customer relationships. She wants to do this for you so that you can start to focus on the front lines of your boutique business. So visit simplestrategiesgroup.com for more info. That's simplestrategiesgroup.com. Hey there, friend. 
If you like what you've been learning here on the Inventory Genius Podcast, then you are going to love my Quick Start to Inventory Genius course. If you're a product-based business owner and you've been trying to figure out how to make more money, create more profit, and just keep more cash, then the Quick Start is for you. It's a minimal investment, and here's what I promise you. In fact, here's what I guarantee you. If you take the Quick Start and I don't help you make twice your investment back, I will refund your Quick Start enrollment in full. So you have nothing to lose. The Quick Start Inventory Genius combines every method that I teach into a simple, bite-sized, actionable step, yes, one step, that will help you create more profit and keep more cash in your business. So here's what I want you to do. Head on over to sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start. That's sierrastockland.com and click on the Quick Start to Inventory Genius. I promise you, this will be some of the best money you have spent all year.